0: There's no such thing as questions, just hidden answers. Stay tuned to PH Murder Stories as we revisit the inconceivable crimes that exist. Some listeners may find the following content of PH Murder Stories highly disturbing due to its graphic nature. PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence in all sorts. Listener's discretion is advised. In this episode, we will continue to tackle and narrate the story that we heard from our previous visit to the Philippine Campfire Stories campsite through its campmaster, Earl. If you haven't heard of that episode, we suggest that you first tune in to Philippine Campfire Stories episode, Si Padre Severino, Unang Serial Killer sa Pilipinas. Available in all major podcast platforms. Philippine Campfire Stories is a Tagalog podcast that discusses mysterious stories that have happened in the past and from far-flung areas involving Filipinos. Their campsite is a safe space that is open to all who want to listen and revel in the campmaster's narration of sensational stories. Now, it's our turn to discuss the latter parts of the campmaster's story about a Filipino priest in the 1840s who was executed by hanging after killing 57 residents in the town of Magalang, located in the province of Pampanga. According to historians, the priest committed the slayings because he claimed that it would help save his mother, who was supposedly bewitched. The first ever documented serial killer in the Philippines was Padre Juan Severino Malyari. Padre Malyari was a young and ambitious priest in the town of Magalang. He was also known to be a great artist, as he was recognized as the second Filipino priest to master calligraphy. In 1816, Padre Maliari finally took the helm in the parish church of Magalang, where he served until 1826. Based on reports, the priest was a great communicator with the town's residents. His approach to the people was admirable, because he was the first Filipino priest to preside over the parish in Magalang. However, during Padre Maliari's 10-year period as the head of the town's church, A total of 57 murders were recorded to mysteriously happen in the municipality of Magalang, which was described as a peaceful and quiet town. Initial investigations conducted by the townspeople and the civil guards from the Spanish colonial government struggled to find the answers needed to solve the gruesome murders, as they were left with no suspects and no clear motive to cling on. Forensic evidence did not exist during the killings, which meant it was harder for authorities to solve complex murder cases. Pair your next podcast listening party with default cafe pubs, drinks, and snacks. Head over to their website, link in the description, and get 5% off for every purchase at default's homepage. After ordering, make sure to use our coupon code in all caps, no spaces, PHMURDERSTORIES. In 1826, a decade had passed since the gruesome killings happened. Padre Maliari, a well-beloved person during the majority of his time in Magalang, would have never been suspected of committing such horrific acts because heads of churches were highly respected and looked up to. However, the case took a significant turn when Padre Maliari became sick due to an unknown disease. This led the church to send over an attending priest to check on Padre Maliari's situation and take care of him. Little did the attending priest know that he would be stumbling upon the bloodied weapons used to kill 57 people. Apparently, Padre Maliari did not even care to hide his weapons, let alone the belongings of those he murdered, which was also uncovered by the attending priest. Consequently, authorities arrested Padre Maliari and he was sent to prison like a common criminal. The shocking turn of events could have sparked outrage in the province of Pampanga. The killer priest claimed that he had killed his parishioners because he believed that he could, by the means of murder, save his mother, who had been bewitched. Though it wasn't mentioned why he kept the belongings of his victims. He also believed that the killings were a way of redeeming his mother's soul. According to psychiatrist-turned-historian, Dr. Luciano P. R. Santiago, the author of a book called The Kapampangan Pioneers of the Catholic Church, which featured the story of Padre Maliari. The disturbed priest had a complicated relationship with his mother throughout his life which may have caused him mental health problems. Unfortunately, besides the lack of forensic evidence, mental health awareness was also insignificant to the Filipino people in the 1800s, despite the Spaniards being known as the pioneers of mental health. Mainly because the elite was prioritized to get treatment back then. Almost two decades later, the Philippines' first mental health institution was established in Hospicio de San Jose, located in Manila. If only the Spanish authorities cared enough to examine Padre Maliari's state of mind, they might have proven that the killings he committed were not solely based on his intentions and are due to a mental illness. Padre Maliari's Disturbing Acts even though he might have been suffering from mental health problems, couldn't save him from the Spanish colonial government's eagerness to put him away. Evident from a Spanish news chronicler, Cinebaldo De Mas wrote that, quote, The attorney on the case talked in pathetic terms of the indescribable and barbarous prodigality of bloodshed by that monster. Unquote. Fourteen years later, the verdict finally decided on the serial killer priest's fate. In 1840, Padre Juan Severino Maliari was sentenced to death by hanging. Dr. Santiago described the ruling in his book as an injustice to Padre Maliari. He was the first Filipino priest to be executed by the Spanish colonial government. The second came in 1872 with a more well-known tragic death sentencing of three Filipino priests known as Gomburza, comprising of Padre Gomez, Burgos, and Zamora. Even after years had passed, after Padre Maliari's execution, Spaniards would not treat his case as an example of murderous psychosis, but as an example of, quote, Indio's natural tendency to believe all the ghost stories they were so fond of telling. The significance of the case is not solely to focus on the 57 people killed at the hands of a disturbed priest. This is to point out that mental health awareness in the Philippines came a long way from being regarded today as an essential aspect of our quality of life. This episode is in collaboration with Philippine Campfire Stories. We would like to thank Campmaster Earl for making our partnership turn into reality. We hope we could gather at the campsite again very soon. Make sure to check out his podcast and join his campsite for more mysterious cases, such as the first-ever documented serial killer in the Philippines, available in all major podcast platforms. Don't get lost along the trail by following his social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more updates. This podcast is brought to you by Visuals. Did you like this episode? Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or if you're listening in other platforms, kindly send us a review on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. You can also share our podcasts to your Instagram and Facebook stories through Spotify. Your support would significantly benefit PH Murder Stories to produce more quality content. We're also inviting you to join our Facebook group, PH Murder Stories, The Verdict, and participate in our bi-weekly discourse about true crime, both local and international. This group is a safe space for true crime and mystery fans like us want to engage in thorough discussions about the subject. See you there, suspects. The verdict is in your hands. See you there.
1: One of the most gruesome murders towards an overseas Filipino worker happened in 2016 when authorities from Kuwait discovered the body of a missing Filipina placed in a freezer at an abandoned apartment. The gruesome discovery of her remains sent shockwaves across the OFW community. In 2007, a young mother fighting for custody of her two daughters suddenly disappeared. Two years later, she was found cemented inside a drum, dumped in the waters of Navota City, Metro Manila after a valid testimony of a disgruntled witness who later on recanted his story and became missing up to this date. At midnight of July 18, 2002, a 32-year-old British businessman was found murdered at his apartment in Makati City, Metro Manila. For years, the case would go unsolved while his mother battled to piece together the clues of his death. Want to hear the rest of these sensational true crime stories? Subscribe as a Prime Suspect at our Patreon page and get one bonus exclusive case every month for only $5. Patreon is a way to join your favorite creator's community and pay them for making the stuff you love. You can now pay a few bucks per month or per post that a creator makes. For more updates, please visit our website at phmurderstories.com, subscribe to our YouTube channel, phmurderstories, and follow our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at phmurderstories.